Hello, and welcome to the OBP On Base Podcast. I'm your host, George Grothier. I'm going to be here in a few minutes with Max Toscano. He's one of our 641 Media Analysts. Uh, We are less than one week away from pitchers and catchers reporting to Florida and Arizona. Um, We're going to get a spring training preview in here. We're going to talk about the slow free agent pool and why nobody is signing. And then we're going to take a look at the 2018 regular season. Um, Some potential surprise teams, dark horse candidates, um, maybe even some awards predictions. So we're going to have all that and more uh, in just a sec with... Max Toscano. Max, welcome to the show. Well, it's glad to be here. Glad to be here. So, I know us at 641 Media, we all talk some trash at you about being a fan of the New York Mets. They just brought in Todd Frazier to compliment the heart of that lineup. What do you think of that move? Well, I think it's a, um, you know, I don't think it's a bad move. They're not paying him too much money. Uh, he's not going to put up uh, exactly like the world on fire. He's not going to put up huge numbers, but he's a solid locker room guy. Um, he's He'll hit for pop every once in a while. I don't think the Mets need as much help in the lineup as people say they do. I think Michael Conforto coming back could be a 300 hitter, 24 home runs, 80 RBI kind of guy. Cespedes, we all see what he can do if he can stay healthy. Um, he's changed his workout regimen, which should help, uh, but we'll see how that ends up. And, I mean, Jay Bruce. Jay Bruce is another solid player. He'll, he'll look for pop. He'll hit for a, you know, okay average. So, I think Frazier just compliments the middle of the lineup well. Yeah, and speaking of Bruce, sort of a genius move by the Mets front office to send him away for prospects middle of last season, send him to Cleveland, where he would eventually make it to the playoffs um, and help them get that 22-game winning streak with that walk-off double for the last game. Um, and then bringing him back in free agency. Uh, you saw the Yankees do that last year, or two years ago now, with uh, Aroldis Chapman getting one of the best prospects in the game, Glaber Torres. What do you think Bruce is capable of doing for this Mets team out of the cleanup spot this year? Well, I mean, I'd be careful about calling anything the Mets front office do genius, but I think uh, they didn't get a whole bunch for him, as much as you know the Yankees did for Chapman. But... I think, look, I think Bruce, I'm a little higher on Bruce than most people are. I was low on him going into the year last year um, because of how much he struggled down the stretch in the wild card year. But, look, I think this is a guy that's going to, if he stays healthy, he's going to grab you 30 home runs, possibly 80-plus RBI. You know, he's found himself near the top of the league in RBI over the past couple years. He can hit. Uh, He's not terrible defensively, um, and he can slot in at first base every once in a while. So he's... Pretty versatile, and the guy can just hit, so I'm excited to have him back. Speaking of the New York Mets' first base situation, they brought in Adrian Gonzalez, Dominic Smith hit less than his weight last year. What do you think the Mets are going to do at first base this season? Do they bring in somebody like Logan Morrison, who at this point might take a smaller deal? Do they stick with Gonzo, who they got from the Dodgers for salary dump? What do you think will be the case with the Mets this year? Well, based on past experience, I think the Mets are going to platoon with guys like, I think Gonzalez is going to slot in. I think Bruce will play some. Uh, Dom Smith will probably start the year in AAA. Uh, and if they're smart, he stays down there for a little bit. Because, you know, he's not 
enough of the campus prospect. They have to call him up now. You let him develop. He's not going to be much better uh, than Bruce or Gonzalez will. And, you know, if anybody gets hurt, you can slot Wilmer Flores in there, too. So the Mets are, the Mets are, I don't think the Mets are, you know, trying to get a game breaker at first base right now. I think it's really just about playing what you have and waiting for Dominic Smith to come along. Smith certainly wasn't what a lot of people in the Mets organization and in their fan base probably expected in the second half last year when it came up. Now, I want to talk for a minute about another of the Mets' key young players, Ahmed Rosario. What do you think of the young shortstop? I think Ahmed Rosario is a rock star. I think that is a guy who has a great swing, uh, needs to adjust to MLB pitching a little bit. Um, a little bit of an aggressive swing or will strike out a lot. He just needs to, uh, you know, be a little bit more patient, more disciplined at the plate. He's got great hands. He's great in the field. Uh, but this is a guy that has shown flashes of brilliance. He's as fast as anybody on the base paths. He's a gold glove caliber player in the field. So I think he's going to be. I think he's going to be really solid this year and great going forward. So I'm really excited about him. Yeah, that has the potential to be a really good, solid defensive double play combo for the Mets this year with Esdrubal Cabrera at second and Rosario at short. What can we see from Rosario, or not Rosario, Cabrera this year? Well, I mean, that's, that's really up to him. I mean, he's been inconsistent over the past couple of years. Um, he struggled actually a lot in the field last year when they were throwing him around positions. Uh, he hasn't played a lot of second base, so we'll see uh, what happens there. But, I mean, you know, he's he's had, he's had he's had big moments for us. He's had big hits. Uh, that one walk off against the Phillies with the legendary bat flip afterward. Um, and he he's he's hit serviceably. I don't think you know we we need him to do any more than that. But um, I'm not expecting a ton. I wouldn't be shocked if he completely craters, but I would also wouldn't be surprised if he just, you know, punches at like a 250, you know, hits at like a 250 clip, maybe 17 home runs, 60 RBI, something solid like that. Yeah, I think out of the second base spot in that lineup, that's really the most the Mets can expect um, yeah. given their options, unless they bring back, you know, somebody like Neil Walker, who, uh, who had a great second half once he was traded to the Brewers. Um, still a free agent, like most players in baseball. Um, and speaking of free agents, the Mets have either zero holes or a ton of holes in their rotation. What are you thinking the Mets could do to bolster the depth of their pitching staff? Well, I know Sandy Alderson said, you know, he said something along the lines of going into the you know next season, our strength is going to be our rotation, and that's true. But I mean, they they seem not to be placing you know up to this point a huge amount of importance on getting legit starting pitcher depth. Um, I think they're banking on these guys being healthy, which I think based on the past few years is naive. Um, and I think it'd be smart for them to go out and grab a Lance Lynn or an Alex Cobb, uh, and I think they might. Um, but I also think the possibility is there that they're just going to go in, you know, throw all their chips on the table with DeGrom, Syndergaard, you know, Harvey, Mats, who's never stayed healthy, uh, and, and bank on them to stay healthy. I don't think that's smart, but I think, 
I think they could go for a Lance Leonard and Alex Cobb, but I wouldn't really count on it. Yeah, um, for those of you listening, um, in our upcoming MLB 2018 preview magazine, um, we know how much you've enjoyed looking at some of our analysts' work over the last few years. Um, I have a piece coming out in said magazine with my 25 bold predictions for the year, and I've got Noah Syndergaard winning the 2018 NL Cy Young Award. Yeah, as do I. So we'll see what he can do. Full season, healthy. Got Jacob DeGrom with him. Matt Harvey, if he can rediscover his form. Steven Matz, Zach Wheeler, maybe they can stay healthy. Um, and who knows, maybe they'll get something out of Robert Gazelman and uh, Seth Lugo. I think Gazelman's a little bit underrated. Um, you know, a lot of people, he came out as like a upside middle of the rotation sinker baller. That's what people said about Jacob DeGrom, too. And I'm not saying he's going to become that, but, you know, he's shown he actually has a decent slider. Um, and when he com- really commands his sinker, he's actually a pretty solid pitcher. So uh, if he can stay healthy, he could slot in his rotation deck. Uh, but, yeah, we'll, we'll have to bank on that. As for Mats and as for Mats and Wheeler, the chances of them both staying healthy over the year is next to zero, uh, particularly Mats. Um, but those are both high upside guys. So the, the Mets, you know, they could collapse and implode immediately right off the bat. Or, you know, just like in 2015, nobody expected them to do anything. They could go, they could, they, they don't really have much of a limit. I think the possibilities are endless for this team, but the likelihoods are a little bit, a little bit more suspect. So we've looked at, the lineup, you know, Conforto is going to be back first week of May. Um, Cespedes should have a bounce back year. They've got Bruce. They've got Frazier. Um, full season out of Rosario. The rotation, health permitting, should be good. Let's talk about the bullpen for a minute. Juris Familia, what do you think of him in this closer's role? And does somebody step up and take that eighth inning role to really bridge the gap from the rotation to Familia? Well, I mean, Familia I, Familia is, is, takes a lot of crap from Mets fans on Twitter uh, because he, because he's collapsed in the World Series, he collapsed in the wild card game. I legitimately think he's one of the better closers in the on the entire planet. Um, I know that there has been some talk of almost using like a platoon, you know, non-set closer situation with the Mets. I think that would be a mistake. But as for the eighth inning role, uh, I mean, that's still pretty open. Uh, I know A.J. Ramos is really solid. I like him. I like him a lot. He's got a wicked slider. Uh, he was effective for the Marlins in his time as closer. Uh, and I think he's going to have it. Um, but But we're putting a lot on one guy. But I think he is going. To, I, I I don't really see any reason for him not to stay healthy. I think he's going to be really good. And Mets bullpen is looking almost solid. Yeah. Um. Just spinning off of Ramos for a second. We'll get back to the Mets bullpen in a second. He really was that first piece to go in the Marlins' seemingly endless fire sale. You know, you've seen D. Gordon get shipped to Seattle to play center field. Um. Stanton to the Yankees, obviously. Yelich to the Brewers. Ozuna to the Cardinals. 
do you think, and I promise we'll get back to the Mets in a second, but do you think somebody like a Justin Bohr or a JT Rail Muto or even somebody like Starlin Kasser who just got there, do you think those guys could be on the block? And if so, where? I'm shocked Starlin Castro isn't gone already. I thought they were going to flip him immediately. Um, he didn't really make sense for a team that's, you know, throwing away veterans left and right. Uh, Real Muto's going to go. I thought the Mets would be an interesting market for him. He's not old, uh, and he's a, actually a legitimately good catcher. Travis Darno's He's one of the best good. in the game these days, given yeah. the, the thin depth of star talent in the major leagues at the catching position. I mean, the Mets are keen to bank on Travis Darno. I, I'm not. I don't think he's that good offensively or defensively. I think... Well, he's sick him at third base for a game against the Yankees. He's not going to succeed. No, he's not. I mean, if the DH existed in the National League, even that would be sketchy because he's not that good of a hitter. So, I mean, I know we're harping on the Mets a little bit, but if we're talking about realistic locations for those kind of guys, I thought Rio Muto to the Mets would make sense. Castro to the Mets might make sense, um, but even Bohr with the first base situation. Yeah, what I, it is. yeah, I think I think any of those three guys to the Mets would make sense, or any similar team. I think Castro's gone, Real Muto's gone, um, but for some reason I see them keeping Bohr because he. I have no. I don't really know why. Um, there hasn't been a whole bunch of trade buzz around him, uh, and. He's actually really good, so and he's not old. I could see them hanging on to him. Yeah, um, Bohr could be an interesting face to keep in Miami as the de facto center of the rebuild. Um, you know, we talked about Castro, a lot of teams in the market for a second baseman. Um, the Brewers seem set to roll with uh, Jonathan VR and Eric Sogard platooning. Um, the Mets... As Drupal Cabrera could be a very good second baseman this year, he could not be. Um, you know, you don't see you don't see Castro coming back to the Yankees this offseason, despite the fact that, you know, they are in need of a second baseman should Glaber Torres not pan out. Um, which isn't to say he won't, of course. Um, I'm huge on Torres. I think he's gonna have a great year. Um, if it wasn't for Shohei Otani, he might be the American League Rookie of the Year this year. Um but Castro, I definitely agree with you. I think he's gone well before opening day, if not in the next week or so. Real Muto, I also agree, gone. Washington got the worst production offensively out of their catchers last year, despite yeah. adding Matt Weeders. And I think they could be a very interesting location. And I know, like the Mets, they're in the same division as the Marlins. But I think if the Nationals can find a way, sort of like what the Yankees did in the Stanton deal, where they can avoid surrendering surrendering their top uh, prospects, um, especially Victor uh, Robles. I think the Nationals would be a great fit for Real Muto in wow. that offense with Harper in his last year, Zimmerman, Rendon, uh, Daniel Murphy. And I know Murphy's a touchy subject for you, but uh, I think this is Washington's absolute last stand. They're losing their face of the franchise in the offseason next year. Do you think the Nationals can make it past the divisional round this year? Well, I mean, if we're talking purely on a 
you know, empirical baseball standpoint, yes. But there just seems to be something about the Nationals and not it, it, actually the city of Washington in general and not going to their conference or division finals. I mean, Washington Capitals haven't been past the second round since Ovechkin got there. The Nationals haven't since Harper got there. Um, so, I mean, if you're, if you're a superstitious person, then definitely not. But I think, yeah, um, I think Real Muto would make a ton of sense. I thought they were going to go in on Luke Roy last year at the deadline. I thought they should have. Luke Roy, who is still a free agent. Right. They could still, they could still sign him. I would go for Real Muto. I think Real Muto is better. Uh, he's also somehow fast, even though he's a catcher. So he's not a liability on the base pads. Uh, but they would make sense for him. Uh, but yeah, this is the Nationals' last stand. I think um, I think their bullpen's actually going to be pretty good. They've gotten they've gotten you know increased production. Their starting rotations would be fantastic. Uh, I thought Strasburg should have won an El Cyan last year. But they got Scherzer, who did. did win the award <laughs> yeah. two years in a row. And and we'll and we'll see with Gio Gonzalez. He had terrible years going up to last year. He had a great year last year. I think he's gonna be fine. Um, but but the thing is, they will they will in all likelihood, you know, barring something like 2015 where they were the team and they got hurt and they collapsed, uh, they're gonna be in front of in that division. So they're gonna be in position if they need to to make a move at the deadline. So. Uh, if Real Muto is still a Marlin then, which I don't really expect, I don't know. Maybe they could be waiting to the deadline. Uh, they'll make a play on him then. But I think that if they don't make a play on a catcher now, they're probably going to do it at the deadline, which could put them over the edge. I think there's no. I don't think. I think the Nationals can beat anybody they want to when you have a trio like that. Uh, they just have. They just have to actually show up in big moments because they haven't. Now, you mentioned the Nationals' bullpen as one of their strengths. They brought in Ryan Madsen and Sean Doolittle and Brandon Kinsler at the deadline last year. Kinsler, who, of course, is a free agent. The Mets, and I'm circling back to the bullpen of the Mets here. The Mets, they've got A.J. Ramos. They've got Juris Familia. Um, Jerry Blevins is an excellent left-on-left specialist. Who else is in that Mets bullpen, and what can we expect from them? Well, that's where you get to the issue, is beyond those guys, you have kind of a black hole. I mean, they got rid of Josh Smoker, who is kind of a nightmare. Um, Hence his name. He's got, he's got um, the smoke was from the dumpster fire that was him pitching. Uh, but you look at, you look at Hansel Robles, who is shockingly bad. Um, you look at, you know, they, they waived Chase and Bradford, uh, there's a lot of pieces in that bullpen that are just not good, beyond, beyond, you know, the top part of their bullpen, it is a, it is a, a black hole of inconsistency, uh, and I think they could benefit from signing another, from signing another, I mean, they have, you know, you know, like you said, you got Ramos, Familia, Blevins, Swarzak, and that's that's really good. But if your pitcher goes four innings, the game they've already lost. You, you should just pack it in. I mean, they don't have a long man at all. Uh, last year they turned to Smoker to be their long man for a little bit. Sean Gil Martin, who has never done anything except for that time he struck out the side on ten pitches, which was shocking. Um, they're like eight curveballs, but. 
No, the Mets bullpen is very shady beyond those guys. And, and they, they, I think they could pick somebody up. I mean, I think Kitzler might be a little bit steep uh, because I think he's very, very good. But I, you just need to just get somebody who's, who, you know, kind of exists and isn't horrendous. And they don't have that right now beyond those guys. So I'm going to change gears here for a minute. Um, we've been sort of slipping in every so often uh, a reference to the crazy slow free agent market. Um, it seems like it was held up for a long time uh, in advance of the Stanton trade. We thought, oh, Stanton, once he's gone, you'll see Lorenzo Cain sign. You'll see Jay Bruce sign. You'll see J.D. Martinez sign with the Boston Red Sox, okay. which seems like a match made in heaven. Um, or a match made in hell if you're a Yankees fan. Um, so um, we're going to get some uh, some hot takes here. You know, we're a week away from spring training. You got the four best starting pitchers on the market still available in you, Darvish, Jake Arrieta, uh, Alex Cobb, and Lance Lynn. Those four guys were less than a week away from spring training. Do they sign in the next week? And if so, where? That's. I actually think the Mets are going to grab Cobb. Um, I think they might. I wouldn't count on it, but I think they might. As for the other guys, I mean, if there were an obvious fit, they'd be there by now. So it's. I think you Darvish. There's been some smoke around him. Uh, you know, he's linked to this team. He's linked to that team. I think he'll sign before free agency. Arietta, I don't know. Um, I think another guy to watch out for is Andrew Kashner. So I think another guy to watch out for here that hasn't gotten as much press as some of the other guys is Andrew Kashner. I think, um, you know, he had a great year last year, uh, posted a 340 ERA. He's kind of rebranded himself as a pitcher. You know, he came out kind of trying to strike out the world, uh, become more of a contact pitcher, sinker ball. He's looked really, really good in that role. Uh, recently, um, he's met with the Orioles. I think that would make a lot of sense for him. He's not old. You could... Hold on to him for a couple of years as he continues to, you know, develop more as a pitcher. I think that would make sense. Um, you know, as for other teams that are looking for pitchers, the Twins are shopping. Uh, you know, you Darvish has been linked to the Twins. Uh, as of, you know, Cobb and Lynn. I think it would make sense for them to make a splash with Darvish. Um, he's great, obviously. And I think this is a fringe playoff team right now. And a guy like Darvish is, is the kind of guy that'll put you over the edge there. So I think that would make sense. As for Arietta, um, Brewers make sense. Um, I, you know, I think, I think you perform well there. I think they need another pitcher. Uh, I think Jimmy Nelson, you know, whenever he comes back from his injury, is actually really good. So they would make a legitimate, you know, legitimately dangerous one-two punch. So I think that would make a lot of sense. But... I don't know if he signs. I think Darvish might sign. As for the other two guys, I mean, they could sign, you know, in 10 minutes or they can sign in, you know, two weeks. So we'll have to see with them. But I think Darvish is going to sign and probably, and I think with the Twins within the next week or so. Yeah. Um, earlier in the offseason, uh, a bunch of us at 641 Media came up with our predictions for where we thought, um, 
MLBTradeRumors.com's top 50 free agents would go. Um, I personally had Darvish back to the Rangers. That doesn't look like a possibility anymore. Um, they're not going to be in contention this year unless Joey Gallo breaks out and hits 55 home runs and knocks in 120 runs, which isn't going to happen with his uh, his three true outcomes approach. Um, you know, you've got uh, the Twins who are interested, the Cubs, the Brewers, who I think are a playoff team or very close to a playoff team in 2018 with their revamped outfield. Um, I think they should absolutely go out and get a pitcher. If Arietta is too steep, um, and there's no reason at this point in the offseason to think that anyone would be too steep anymore. Uh, congratulations, teams, you won. Um, but uh, I think Arietta, if he's had for the right price, will be a brewer um, by the middle of March at the latest. Um, Darvish to the Twins. Um, Cobb, again, could really go anywhere. Um, whichever teams miss out on both Darvish and Arietta will get will go after Cobb and Lynn for obvious reasons. Um, you know, you've got these two really talented arms in Darvish and Arietta, but the sweepstakes for these pitchers are not limited to just the two of them. And you could get very similar, if not better. You know, you saw Alex Cobb's uh, pre-Tommy John form in the power-hitting American League East, he was pitching to a mid-three ERA with the Tampa Bay Rays. So you could get good production from Alex Cobb, Lance Lynn, years with the Cardinals, again, another Tommy John recipient. But I think both of those guys, undervalued on this free agent market, could be as good as Darvish or Arietta. And I think teams will start to realize that as the top guys start to go off the board. I mean, I've said for a while that Lance Lynn is the most underrated pitcher in the National League. Um, you know, I've said him and Mike Clevenger in the American League, who I absolute, absolutely love. Um, but I, th- I think, you know, if you whiff on one of those two guys and you go get Lynn, there's not, there isn't a huge drop-off. He's not flashy, um, and he's been in rotations with other aces, so he's been overlooked. I think he can give you, you know, high-quality second starter production, you know, his ERA for most of the year hovered around the high twos. So he's not going to strike out a thousand guys, but he's going to be effective for you. Um, so I think I, I don't think you can really go wrong with those either of those four guys. I think the Twins should go for Darvish because he because I do think there is a bit of a gap between him and him, Arietta, and the other two guys. Uh, they should try to make a splash, but I don't think you can go wrong with Lance Lynn. Alex Cobb is a little bit. Uh, more inconsistent is a little bit, you know, shakier, but I think he's, he could be really good too. Uh, so I, th- I think the remaining, pit- and, and with Cashner, I think the remaining pitching market is actually really good. Yeah, um, one guy we haven't mentioned that could, at this point, really be a steal on the free agent market, maybe like a one-year, $8 million deal, um, just to rebuild his value, Chris Tillman just came off, you know, an injury-plagued, campaign with the Orioles. Um, you know, the Yankees are looking for pitching depth. Again, the Twins, Cubs, Brewers, even the Dodgers are looking for pitching depth after that trade with the Braves. Um, cheap, controllable starter who can give you innings, 
rebuild his value. Um, really a win-win. What do you think of uh, Chris Tri- Chris Tillman's case? Well, I think um, I think for the right price, Chris Tillman is a smart is a smart signing. I think to the Dodgers could like like you said, the Dodgers could make sense. The Yankees he could make sense. I think I think ultimately, I think he's probably gonna end up. I don't have a huge basis for this, but I think it would make a lot of sense for him to end up with the Yankees uh, because you know if. If he gets hurt, I still think they have a solid rotation to bank on. And if he pitches well, then, you know, they turn into one of the more formidable rotations in baseball, period. Um, right up there with with anybody. So I think it would be, I would think that would make sense. I think Brian Cashman is on his game. He is on fire this offseason and offseason in the past. He knows what he's doing. Uh, and I think... Since it's a move that makes sense, it's going to cross his radar, and I think he's going to end up pulling the trigger. Yeah, you look at this Yankees rotation, Severino, unquestioned ace of this staff. Uh, You worry about his workload from last year, but he is working, again, with Pedro Martinez to hone his mechanics to really get, you know, that consistent performance that we saw from him in 2017. He says he can be even better in 2018. Following him, you got Masahiro Tanaka, who probably is this offseason's biggest winner by not participating in free agency. Uh, he opted into his deal right after the World Series last year. Then you got a couple of, you know, question mark type guys. Uh, Sonny Gray, you saw what he could do with Oakland a few years ago, finishing third in the Cy Young race. Um, came over to the Yankees in trade last year, got next to no run support, but still turned in quality performances um, with the occasional clunker, but which pitcher in Major League Baseball other than Kershaw or Scherzer doesn't have the occasional clunker. Um, CeCe Sabathia brought back in a one-year deal. Excellent signing for the Yankees. He's a clubhouse leader. Big, big part of their 2017 run to Game 7 of the ALCS. Um, Jordan Montgomery underrated rookie performance of 2017 finished sixth in the al uh rookie of the year race which was obviously won by teammate aaron judge um i like gumby i think he's a quality innings eater back end of the rotation type guy um see if he can rediscover uh some of his secondary pitches he's got a good fastball over the top motion um behind montgomery chance adams Justice Sheffield, I mean, both guys need more seasoning in the minor leagues. So I think bringing in a depth piece like Tillman, like you said, would be a smart move for Cashman and the Yankees. Yeah, I mean, the Yan- we, we both know the Yankees have extremely deep pockets. So if they wanted to do something really shrewd, they would actually go grab Andrew Cashman. Because he is a legit, a very good pitcher in the way, in, in the, the way he shifted his game. So, I mean... Look, I wouldn't put anything past, you know, Brian Cashman. Who knows? He could go pull Lance Lent tomorrow. It's Brian, that would that probably won't happen. But I mean, I think, you know, kind of using that. I don't think anybody really expected to go grab Jim Carlos Stanton. Uh, he told me that at the end of 2015, when Gary Sanchez ripped up his first year, when Aaron Judge struggled a little bit, but you know the talent was there. That they go grab Giancarlo Stanton. I mean, 
I, I would not have believed it. I wouldn't have believed it sense. either, yeah. So, I, 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 if a move makes sense, Cashman's going to think about it. Uh, so a depth piece would work, but Andrew Cashner's legit third third rotation guy. If you could slot him in at fifth. I put Cashner and Tillman very much in the same box here. They're both trying to build value after you know, campaigns in which they either under, underperformed or were undervalued uh, for their performance. So I think if it comes down to the two of those guys as, oh, who can we get late in spring training, who can maybe spend a month in AAA, build up his arm strength again, and then come join this rotation, I think Tillman is yeah, the way to go yeah. because of his experience in the American League East pitching for the Baltimore Orioles. That's definitely true, yeah. Um, it will definitely help him to get away from Camden Yards where he would have to face, you know, Mookie Betts and Andrew Benintendi and, you know, Judge and Stanton three times a year. You know, it'll definitely benefit him wherever he ends up to get to a team that he would not have to face anymore. I think the Orioles, uh, given their current pitching makeup and really an underperforming offense, you know, Chris Davis... I wouldn't expect him to hit any more than 230 this year with 200 strikeouts. Um, Machado's in his walk year. Scope is a force to be reckoned with. Um, Adam Jones, quality center fielder. Um, Trumbo, see my answer for Chris Davis. Uh, Mancini, you know, quality young player, but needs to hone his talent a little bit more. I think Tillman getting away from Baltimore can only help his career. Right. I mean, just thinking about all the hitters in the A, I mean, I'm a pitching guy. I love breaking down pitching, watching pitching. That kind of gives me that that gives me uh, nightmares there. Facing Judge and Stan in the same game, and then Betts and Benintendi. I mean, at, pitching in the NL East, or the AL East, excuse me, is going to, is going to hurt some guys' numbers. I think, like, if we're thinking about Severino, for instance, and in his bid for AL Cy Young, there's a chance that actually hurts him. Uh, because although he isn't pitching against Judge and Stanton and, you know, Sanchez, he's pitching the Red Sox, especially if they grab J.D. Martinez, it's going to be... So, yeah, I think Tillman needs to get away from Baltimore. Um, I mean, it would, it would make even more sense for him individually to sign out of the AL East altogether, but I do think the, him to the Yankees makes sense. Uh, it also gives him exposure. Uh, the you know obviously the Yankees have the biggest brand of baseball, so if he goes and pitches effectively for them, it it, it ups his value. So I think he's going to go there. All right, last thing before I let you go here, uh, on this great new rebranded episode of the On Base Podcast presented by Six Four One Media and Flow Official Productions. Let's hear some hot takes for the 2018 season. What do you got for me? Hot takes. Well, I mean, we both agreed earlier that Syndergaard is going to win the NL Cy Young. I'm not saying that in bias. I'm saying that because he threw a 96-mile-an-hour slider last year. Uh, I don't really think that should be allowed. Um, but The kid's got incredible stuff, and it's time that he brings it all together. For the AL Cy Young, in my hottest of hot takes... I think the AL Cy Young winner is going to be Masahiro Tanaka. Really? I think, look, we saw him strike out 15 last year in that game. We saw him dominate in the postseason. 
We saw him when he first came up, Dominique. He struggled in between and made injury issues. And when he's healthy, I think he's as good as anybody. Uh, we saw that, you know, when he came up and more recently. He also has, you know, good rotation support in Severino and Gray, who I think is fantastic. Um, and look, he's going to win a lot of games because he's he's going to have better run support, I think, than anybody else in baseball. His team is going to hit 600 home runs a game. So, I mean, I would... It, even if he, let's say he pitches, I think he's going to pitch to, I don't think his ERA is going to blow anybody at the water. It's going to be very good. But I think he's going to pitch like a 2.8, 2.9 ERA, which is really good. But, you know, at least from an NL perspective, you, know, you got Kershaw throwing 2.05 easily. But um, I think that's going to, I think that's what he's going to post for ERA. But I think he's going to win 20 games because he's going to put, because their bullpen is good. They're going to hold leads for him. Their, their lineup is amazing. And, I mean, in in this new age of sabermetrics and modern stats, the guys who vote for the Cy Young still like wins. And he's going to win a lot of games. So, I mean, I think Severino is going to be actually right up there. Um, if Tanaka doesn't get hurt too bad by pitching in the AL East, I think my boldest prediction is that he's going to win the uh, – is going to win the AL Cy Young. I just love the splitter that much. I think, you know, we saw what he can do, and and he's a, he's he's, a, he's just a solid pitcher. I mean, barring injury, of course, if he gets injured. All yeah. bets for not. All bets but... are off. Yeah. All right. Um, let's talk in season for a second. Hot takes. What do you got? In season. Let's see. I think. You got something crazy like. Uh... Eric Sogard making the National League All-Star team? No, nothing that crazy. Um, I think the Mets put three All-Stars in. I think DeGrom and Syndergaard are both All-Stars, and I think Conforto is, because he's going to rake in May and June. Um, I think... I think... Um, I think the Colorado Rockies are going to lead the NLS... At midseason, um, I think DJ LeMahieu is going to hit over 360. Um, I think, and and I think the I think the Nationals are going to build a decent lead around the All Star break in that division. I think that's going to be close for the first couple months ish uh, until somebody goes down. Um, and I think the Mets are going to make it close towards the end of the year. Again, barring severe injury. Right. But I don't really have anything crazy in the middle of the season. Uh, just that I think the uh, I think the Rockies are going to be really good. I think um, the Cardinals might be really good. Uh, I think you know the Mets could be the worst team in, the, in major leagues, or they could go win the World Series. I don't really. I'm not really making any real predictions for them because they all have you know they all have serious conditions attached. But in season, I don't really have anything crazy. I mean. I mean, I may you know I may pay for saying this, but this seems like a pretty predictable season coming up. Uh, again, I, I've said that before, but yeah, nothing crazy in season. All right, for more uh, for more bold predict- predictions for the 2018 Major League season, be sure to check out our MLB 
2018 preview magazine coming to online mediums and 641media.com uh, towards the end of March. Uh, Max, before I let you go, 2018 World Series winner. Who do you got? This is such a cop-out answer, but I think it's going to be the Yankees. I mean, Judge, Sanchez, Stanton, a really good rotation with the AL Sun Young winner um, and a good bullpen. I know the I know people love the Astros. I like the Astros. I think they're really good. But I mean, come on, Brian Cashman being allowed to do his thing with the team he's built in the last couple of years, especially if Glaber Torres comes along. If he plays like the prospect he is, look, I don't see the Yankees. I don't see anybody beating them. As good as the Red Sox are, I think the Yankees can win that division by double digits. I think. They could cru- I think they could- I think they're going to win the World Series. I don't know if they'll cruise, but I know they could. All right. Well, you heard it here first from 641 MLB uh, analyst Max Toscano. The 2018 World Series champions will be the New York Yankees. Um, Max, thank you so much for, uh, yeah, for joining for the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. Had a great time. All right. Tune in again soon for the next edition of the – OBP on base podcast. I'm your man, George Grothier. Have a great day.